one pitch, swing and a drive, deep to right field, way up there, way out of here, goodbye baseball. Eight Hit strikeouts it. for the King tonight and make it 23 consecutive scoreless innings for Felix. Strike three called on the outside corner and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Kyle Seager, that just happened. Thank you very much. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. All right, welcome back, Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Gary Hill here at Mariners Pod at Gary Hill Jr. Well, what a weekend it was. The Mariners and the Astros tangling in some big ball games. The Astros take two of three, but the Mariners end up winning yesterday, which ends up being huge because it sets the table with a Blue Jays loss, a Mariners win. It sets the table for the biggest series of the year. Mariners and Blue Jays starting tonight, the first of three enormous ball games. We'll take a look at the standings coming up in a couple of minutes. Also, we'll review what happened over the weekend. I'm happy to report bullpen banter is back. Furbush and Wilhelmsen reunited once again. That comes up in a few minutes. We'll also get some perspective on a national front Aaron Goldsmith the chance to sit down with CJ Nikowski as they take a look at the American League and what has been a wild American League and nothing is settled yet and it's starting to feel like nothing will be settled until the final day of the season uh, as the Mariners right in the thick of things Mariners dropping two of three over the weekend it was a rough start to the weekend Felix on the hill on Friday and it was all Houston, winning 6 nothing on Friday. Colin McHugh, outstanding once again at Safeco Field. He has just been so good against the Mariners in his career and dynamite at Safeco Field. And the Astros get to Felix Hernandez as well. It was all Houston in Game 1. Two of the series was a great game. James Paxton was unbelievable. He was just dominating early. His fastball command, his curveball, he had it working and just sensational. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. That was just a gross curveball that had Marisnik twisting around, and he goes down swinging, helpless on that cut. James Paxton rolling. He's got four punch outs. It has been nine up, nine down through three. Nine up, nine down. He will extend it even further. It was 12 up, 12 down. The windup and the 3-1 pitch. Swing and a pop-up left side of the diamond. Seager calling for it. Kyle is there waiting for it to come down. Waiting some more and he makes the catch. 15 in a row. Retired by James Paxton. And it's another 1-2-3 inning for the Astros. Here in the top of the fifth. Sensational start for Paxton. 15 up, 15 down. Paxton on a roll. Houston, though, they get to him in the sixth inning. A base hit, a double. Runners on second and third. Nobody out. He gets a ground out. He gets a punch out. It looks like he has a chance to dance out of it. But then the Astros get a base hit, and that was the big one. They end up winning 2-1 to one in game two of the series. So a huge one yesterday because the Astros had a chance to jump over the Mariners. But the M's 
Well, they got their offense cooking. The Mariners coming into this series had the best offense in September in baseball, and they got it cranked back up again. It started in the very first inning yesterday. Here's the stretch and the pitch. Swing and a line shot into right field. Springer going up, and this one is over his head all the way to the warning track to the wall. Smith running third, heading home. He'll score, waving in Cruz. Here comes Nelly, and he will score. The throw-in is cut off by the shortstop, Correa. Kyle Seager in at second base with a two-out, two-run double, and the Mariners have a 2-0 lead. That line drive kept right on going over the head of Springer in right field, and the Mariners have scored two right away here in the bottom of the first. And Seth Smith had a big day. Here's the pitch, swing and a drive, deep into the gap in right center field, going, going, goodbye baseball, Smith does it again, his second home run of the afternoon, this one with two aboard, three more runs are in, holy smokes, and it's now the Mariners seven, and the Astros one and what an afternoon for Seth Smith, two home runs, and four runs batted in, what a day for Seth. Yeah, seven runs on the board in the ball game for the Mariners, but one of the big stories was Miranda again, who was outstanding. The 0-2, strike three called. He gets him with an off-speed pitch, and Ariel Miranda puts together a beauty today here from Safeco Field. Eight strikeouts over seven innings. just a couple of runs on two solo shots. Ariel Miranda spun a beauty today here from Seattle. Seven innings, three hits, two runs, a couple of solo home runs. That's it. One walk and eight punch outs. That was a beauty. And you look at this run he is on. Go back to the 2nd of September, pitching against the Angels. He allowed four runs in the first inning, and since then he has been lights out. Five scoreless after that. Mariners won that game 11-8. to eight. His next start against the Rangers – Went six, gave up three hits, three runs, but none earned. They came after an error that would have ended the inning. Three walks, four strikeouts. So he had gone five without giving up an earned run, and then six without giving up an earned run. His next start against the Angels, six scoreless again on three hits, one walk and three strikeouts, and then just two runs in the start yesterday against the Houston Astros. He is a major reason why... The Mariners are right there on the cusp of the wild card. The Mariners in September have won all four of his starts. In fact, that trade, Miley and Miranda, has had major implications for both teams since that trade went down. You look at Miranda with the Mariners, 5-1, and one, a 3-4-7 ERA. Miley with Baltimore, 1-5, and five, with a 7.55 ERA. The difference has been extreme, and in a race where it is so tight, that has made a huge, huge difference for the Mariners here down the stretch. So that was a big, big win for the M's. Here's what Scott Service had to say about the ball game after. Yeah, we got a veteran crew, and they, they do know how to make adjustments, and been around long enough uh, to kind of get a feel for what the other team was doing against us. But we had some, a lot of big hits today. I think Seeger's double in the first was huge. Kind of everybody relaxed a little bit, and, and Seth Smith really stepped up, had a huge day for us. Nelly swung the bag good, really up and down the lineup. It was uh, really, really solid today. And, you know, our starter goes seven innings and heck of an outing. Uh, Miranda's on a nice little roll, and, and we certainly have needed it. 
Um, he's just gained so much confidence. Uh, it's nice to see. And uh, Zinio's doing a nice job with him as well. So um, good ball game. Uh, we needed a, a win. The last couple of days got away from us and then get back on the right track again. We'd like more from Miranda's line. Uh, the fact that he was getting ahead, he only had one walk or the eighth strikeout. Uh, I think the, the getting ahead leads to the strikeouts, and there's no doubt. I think he's just very aggressive. He's just challenging them. And he's got some deception. You know, the ball's got some life up in the zone. You know, he is a fly ball pitcher. You saw a few of them go to the warning track today, and luckily they stayed in here. Uh, that, that's just who he is, and, and uh, the changeup off of that is, has been very effective for him. But like I said, just attacking the zone, going right after him, and getting him in swing mode has been key for him. On the two, actually, that he, he comes in with that fastball. Well, I mean, most pitchers do at some point have to when you got you know you know the guys hitting behind him, uh, coming behind. You know, you know, just give up the free base or the walk. Um, I think they were both like cutters. Smitty hadn't had a lot of success against Fister. Like he was 0 for 10 coming into the day, but he's been swinging the bat really good. More importantly, he knows how to work in at bat. Very professional approach, and you're not always going to hit a home home run on a 3-1 fastball, but. You know, he's in a good spot right now. He's seeing the ball good and not trying to do too much. Just put a good swing on it. And uh, really key, being able to slow it down. Ioki's done it. Smitty's been doing it. You know, a lot of our guys did a better job of that today. How have they been descending the town at the top of the order one, two? They've really been driving the train here, even on the, on the road trip. You know, those guys, Ioki's just been on fire. And it's been fun to watch. Um, he, he can he drive the other team crazy. Just a slap, and he always seems to find a hole. Um, and we're enjoying it right now. But... Really, really important to, to make the pitcher you know, work and extend himself with those guys, and then by the time he gets to the middle of our lineup, we're in pretty good shape. Miranda's 4-0 now in September uh, at, four, at four start. What is it about him that, that uh, gives him this you know, composure in the pennant race? Well, I don't think he's really thinking about pennant race. I right. think he's trying to figure out a way to be a part of this team and contribute and, and do what he needs to do to create you know, future for himself. And along the way, we're benefiting. So um, really, really happy for him. and. I think, you know, Zanino's, like I said, done a really good job with him, as Mel has, just like getting him to believe in his stuff and just trust it. And confidence, and it's, you can see it growing, and it's, it's fun to watch. He, he, does, he seems to be pretty fearless. He has a little attitude out there. You know, no doubt. Um, he's, he believes in himself. I think that's half the battle. Um, you know, at this level, you have to believe you belong and, and that you can contribute on a winning team, and that's what he's doing right now. No, no. You have to leave Lindo alone. He's in his own little world. Uh, but you know, he, he's, he's squared up a, a base hit there off the left-hander. Uh, I think the the Fister 68 mile hour curveball was not Adam Lind's friend. But it, it, whether he has a good finger or not, it's usually not his friend. Uh, so he was joked about that. So uh, nice to see him get out there. We need him, need his presence in the lineup, and, and get that back going. There it is. That's the skipper reacting to the win yesterday. Here's what Kyle Seeger said as well after the game. Going off Fister there, huh? Uh, the hit or the hit by pitch? Oh, both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, they uh, haven't really had too much offense first two games of the series. It's nice to jump out to an early lead. And, you know, Smitty obviously had a great game, too. Scuffling's tough. I mean, they, they threw the ball well the first two games. You know, we won the eight before then. So, I mean, eight and two, it's hard to say you're scuffling. But, you know, we, uh, it was good to get on the board early. It's always good, you know, especially when, you know, we hadn't been able to muster too much the last two nights on them. But, you know, that, that's a good team over there, and they, they threw the ball well. So, I thought Miranda threw the ball great today. You know, I thought he was, he was, he was phenomenal, and, 
you know, it was, it was a good all-around win for us. You, you've been, been out there when this kid's pitched a few times now. Have you seen him grow a little bit with each start? He's yeah. Lately, he's been, you know, he's, he's been phenomenal. You know, he's been throwing the ball well. You know, he always had really good stuff. You know, it seems like he's landing that breaking ball. He's, you know, he's getting all speed over for strikes. He's really pitching with that fastball real well. And, you know, he's good. He's got good stuff, and he's really attacking. And you can see the confidence in him. All right. So now it's all set up starting tonight. 7-10 at Safeco Field, Mariners and Blue Jays, and this is why it's so big. Boston, they've won three in a row, their first place in the East, 84-64. and 64. Cleveland, first in the Central, 86-63. and 63. Texas leading the West, 88-62. and 62. Now for the wild card. Baltimore holding the first wild card, 82-67. and 67. They beat Tampa Bay 2-1 yesterday. They are one game up on the Blue Jays, who have the second wild card at 81 and 68. Now, Detroit and the Mariners still tied 79 and 70, but now two games back of the Blue Jays. Houston, 78 and 71, a game back of Seattle and Detroit. The Yankees, rough series against the Red Sox, swept. They've lost four in a row. Now, the Yankees, 77 71. They are game and a half back of the Tigers and Mariners. Kansas City, they've won two in a row, but that rough stretch against Oakland has made them fall back even further. Three games back now of the Tigers and Mariners at 76 and 73. Five games back of the Blue Jays for the second wild card. Now, things get pretty interesting when you start to break down schedules the rest of the way. Mariners, of course... uh, Destiny in their own hands against the Blue Jays. I mean, they have a chance to really do some damage against the Blue Jays, against the team directly ahead of them, which is huge. So that starts tonight for the Mariners. And other games tonight that will have direct impact on the Mariners. This is going to be one to watch because Baltimore now has to play the Red Sox for four games, a four-game series in Baltimore starting tonight. Porcello against Bundy from Baltimore. And Mariner fans should become huge Red Sox fans here. Four-game series. Now, also, Baltimore will have to play Toronto for three games coming up. They also have the Yankees for three games to end the season. So, you look at Baltimore's schedule, it is not easy down the stretch. They also have a random series with the Diamondbacks mixed in. But four against Boston three against Toronto, three against the Yankees. Makes the end of the season very difficult for Baltimore. This is a big series for the Red Sox, too. They have a chance to really really put away the East, depending on what happens with Toronto as well. So they're playing for a ton as well to try and win the East. So big series there. Mariners hoping for some help from the Red Sox. Now also, uh, games we'll be watching closely. The Astros and the A's will square off starting at 7.05 tonight from Oakland. Mariners swept Oakland. Oakland swept the Royals. There's no way to know what's going to happen in that series between Houston and Oakland. Mariners would love some help there as well. Off tonight, the Detroit Tigers. So Mariners have a chance with a win to take a game back from Toronto to go up half game on the Tigers. So a huge opportunity tonight for the Mariners. This is a big game tonight. I mean, these are big swing games this late in the season, especially when you're playing the team head-to-head. I mean, that is one full game you can take with one win. 
That is enormous. Now, the Tigers will start their series coming up tomorrow. And uh, Yankees will play the Rays starting tomorrow. Also, the Tigers, they're going to take on the Twins starting tomorrow. But it's Hector Santiago who takes the start for the Twins, who was very good his last time out. And Mariners will hope for a repeat against Detroit. So that gets you set up schedule-wise. The Blue Jays, it's been a struggle for the Blue Jays as of late. They've had a year where July was excellent. August was excellent. You look at the July, they ended up well above 500, 16-8 in the month of July, August 17-11. and 11. So they were really rolling along coming into September. They had scored a ton of runs in June, 158. 135 in July, 135 in August. The runs run differential was outstanding, but September has been a different story. Five and ten in the month of September, they've scored 55 runs, but they've allowed 82, as their pitching has really struggled in the month of September. They're coming off of a loss to the Angels, six to one. Oh, they they did take two of three. Series before that, Tampa took two of three from them. Series before that, Boston took two of three. They were swept by the Yankees. Tampa Bay took two of three before that. I mean, it has been kind of a long stretch dating back to the beginning of September where they have only won one series, and that was the last one against the Angels. Now, the pitching matchups for this one, Taiwan Walker will go to the hill. I think we're all anxious to see Taiwan Walker back on the hill after just dazzling his last start. Overall, 6-10. and ten with a 4-2-8 ERA on the season. He's going to square off against Marco Estrada. Now, this is an interesting one because Estrada, you look at the numbers overall, and they're very good on the season, but you start to peel back the layers a little bit, and his overall numbers this season, 3-7-8 ERA in 26 starts, 157 innings, 123 hits, that's it. 146 strikeouts and 58 walks. But you start to dive down a little bit, and you look at the beginning of his season was excellent. I mean, in April, 292 ERA, May, a 214, June, a 358, and it really starts creeping up every month. July, 424, he dealt with injury during the course of that month, only took three starts. August 482 and September he is 0 and 3 with an 8.53 ERA. So the overall numbers still look very good, but not as good as they did around the All Star break. I mean, at one point he was talked about in contention for the Cy Young Award. That's gone by the wayside at this point. Beginning of this month against Tampa Bay went five, gave up five earned. Second start of the month against Boston. Went two and a third, gave up six hits, four runs, three earned. His last start against Tampa Bay, five and a third, gave up four hits and four runs. Toronto has lost all three of his starts this month. So this is a very interesting matchup. What will we see from Walker? We'll find out. What will we see from Estrada? We'll find out. But this is a big, big ball game tonight as the Mariners. I mean, you think about this. After the ball game, the Mariners have a chance to be the next team out of the wild card chase and a chance for the day after to play for a tie for the second wild card. 
If they take the first two games of the series, they will be in a tie for the second wild card with no team. Detroit can't get there in two days. So they will be in a tie with Toronto for the second wild card. And who knows what will happen with Boston or with Baltimore and Boston the next two days. But just let that thought, just let it sit there for a second. Iwakuma and Hap, game two of the series, 7-10 on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, 12-40, Felix returns to the mound against Aaron Sanchez. Three-game series, off day Thursday, and then Minnesota for the weekend. But here we go. This is big time tonight. Mariners and Blue Jays. Hopefully you get a chance to be at Safeco Field. If you can't, we'll take the air at 6 o'clock for the pregame show. 7-10, first pitch from Safeco Field. Hope you're ready for this one. Big, big game. 7-10, Walker Estrada tonight from Safeco Field. All right. Now to put you in a, a light mood, make you smile, make you laugh, bullpen banter time. Here it is. Charlie Furbush with Tom Wilhelmson. Oh, my God, we're back again. I mean, I'm back. It's been a while, guys. Welcome back to Bullpen Banter. My favorite guy to banter with is my guest, Tom Wilhelmson. I'm sorry, Tom Wilhelmson. I can't even say your name right. I'm so sorry. How are you, man? You're my favorite, too, Charles, and I just I love a good bantering, especially with you. I'm glad you're back. I miss you. The team misses you. The Seattle Mariners fans miss you, and... Uh, Boy, it's just great to hear your voice again. I miss you, too. Oh, man. I miss me, too. Man, oh, man. I, 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 you're my, my bantering buddy. Is that, does that sound good? Alliteration aside, it sounds great. <laughs> I like it. I like it, man. Well, let's, uh, let's give a little taste of the banter. You uh, have recently spent your time over in the Ballard region of Seattle. Can you, give me a, can you give me a place to go in Ballard that I haven't been to yet? Oh, well, I don't know where you've been, Charles. Um, ah, quite a few places. Let's yes. see if we have anything in common. Uh, we probably don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to bet everywhere I've been has been a recommendation uh, from you. With this schedule that we have uh, and the few off days and my wife and kids, it's hard for me to go out and, and check out the great city of Ballard. But there's obviously the Ballard Locks I'm sure you've been to. Oh, yes. Um, there's the zoo. There's a handful of breweries in this area, the Ballard Fremont. I guess they call it the Bremont area. Um, handful of breweries, yes. um, which, which which I have I have been to. Um, one of them being Peddler Brewing. You've uh, been to I, so there it is. I have never been there. I've I've driven by many times, and it looks like a wonderful establishment. You know, I went there a few years back with a good friend of ours, Chance Ruffin. Oh, um, that is a we, name drop. I miss that guy. Yeah, same. Uh, but uh, yeah, check out uh, Peddler Brewing Company. Great guys. All right. Yes, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll throw a. Uh, a pizza place out at you that you haven't been to. I don't know. I think you're a fan of pizza. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Uh, a place called Stoneburner. Mm-hmm. Stoneburner. You've been there. I haven't been there. No, oh. I've never even heard of it. Oh, okay. Well, it's a great place. Great slices of pizza. Uh, maybe maybe a whole pie if you're feeling it. I'm, I'm usually a pie kind of guy. Okay. Pie guy. Well, there's also a pie bar in Ballard. Come on. Yeah. And they make any type of pie you can think of for dessert, for breakfast, for lunch, for everything. <laughs> So check that out maybe after you get some pizza. What, what's your favorite type of pizza um, if you're going to order it? Yeah, you know, I'm a pretty bland guy. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, That's like to- such an oxymoron. <laughs> 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 when it comes to my pizza, I'm a pretty bland guy. I, I just, uh, especially my first time going someplace, I'll usually just stick with the staple pepperoni pizza. And if that's really good, then I'll go back and try something else. Wow. So when I, I like to think when I'm getting a piece, 
a pizza place. I'm gonna, I judge their their uh, their restaurant how they well they do a cheese pizza, you know, Macaulay Culkin style. Yeah, yeah, Home Alone. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, if you can't make a cheese right, then you're probably not gonna make anything else right. Am I wrong? You might be, but you might not. You're probably not wrong. You're probably right. Uh, I mean, right, wrong, who knows? Who knows? Well, well personal preference, you know? Personal preference is right. So are you going to happen to be here in the off season at all? I will be spending my time getting this shoulder strong as heck, and it, it will look humongous. Uh, are you going to come up and visit me at all, man? Um, you know, there's, there's a good chance of it. I'm not quite sure when, but we've had a lot of things. My kids are starting school uh, back in Arizona when the season's over. So, um, and believe it or not, my wife's got uh, quite a few ideas on things to do around the house, well, which, which I'm sure is never going to stop. But, um, but yeah, we'll be back up here, and I will certainly let you know. Well, that would be wonderful. So, being from Arizona, I think we've had this conversation before, but we should let the people know: Are you an Arizonian or an Arizonan? Oh, that's a <laughs> that's a great question, my my uh, Mainer buddy. Uh, or no, Maniac. I'm sorry, you're a no, Maniac. No, you, you can call us Maniacs, but we prefer to be called Mainers. Okay. Or actually, Mainas. Main, Mainas, yes. We lapsed as a Maina. Um, we are Arizonans. Arizonans, okay. Uh, what is your favorite Mexican restaurant or Sonoran dish in Arizona? Oh, now that's a great question because there are some great Mexican food restaurants, um, particularly on South 6th in Tucson. Uh, maybe I'll come visit you. Maybe, yeah, maybe you should. Um, and that's another deal. Like a cheese enchilada or chicken enchilada would be the first thing I get at any Mexican restaurant. And if I like that, then I'll go back and try something else. I'm going to give a shout-out to Minadito uh, right. in Tucson. They make good margaritas? Uh, some of the best. Salt or no salt? I prefer half salt. Half salt? You're definitely uh, uh, on the rocks guy, right? There's no such thing as a frozen margarita. No such thing. That's right. You heard, you heard it here, folks. No such thing. Well, we got to wrap it up, Tom. Thanks for joining me again on this lovely edition of Bullpen Banter. And I uh, look forward to bantering with you all day, every day, for the rest of our lives. Charles, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I can't wait for the rest of our lives. <laughs> all right. We will see you later, guys. And now a little national look. Aaron Goldsmith with C.J. Nikowski. CJ, this is turning out to be just a sensational year for the American League. The pennant race is down the stretch, but more specifically the wild card race. Certainly the Mariners are trying to hang in there. What have you made this year of the American League, especially in September? Well, it seems like nobody wants to take it, right? There's been that opportunity to look at the American League East specifically and looking at three and even four teams, if you want to count the Yankees, uh, that have been in this thing really for an entire time. And there just seems like whenever there's an opportunity, nobody is able to take advantage of it. The Red Sox, for me, are the best team on paper. Uh, they should probably win this division, but they had some issues this year at different points in the season with their starting rotation. David Price, now really good, wasn't necessarily a $200 million pitcher that they paid for this winter, and so that was maybe a little bit of a problem uh, for them. But I look at uh, what's going around, and you see a lot of good offenses in the top, one through three at least, with the Blue Jays, Orioles, and Red Sox. It's been fascinating to watch, and it's still going to be interesting down the stretch. That's the best part of the wild card, without a doubt. Not even the first one, but having that second one, the fact that we're sitting here, and there's certain teams playing meaningful games that we never expect uh, would be at this point in the season. So I love the wild card, love the teams that are in it. Everyone's got their question marks. Everyone's got their strengths. It's really evenly matched. It's been a fascinating finish to the season so far. You bring up the home runs or the offense overall. This has been a, a tremendous home run season for so many teams in baseball, the Mariners included. And we're seeing this year American League starters are on pace to, on average, pitch their fewest amounts of innings per start. How much of that are, do you credit to just Bullpens dominating the game right now, pitch counts being what they are. And then the other half of it is just 
offenses knocking guys out sooner than we maybe have seen in recent years. So many different factors that contribute to what we're seeing from the pitching standpoint. I think part of that, too, is also that people are protecting assets more than they ever have. It's not the old school where you go out there, give me everything you have, and I don't care if you get tired. We also pay attention to third time around the order. right? You and I use that phrase a lot now when we're calling games or keeping an eye on guy. we'll go, guys. We'll go check out that number and say, well, how does he do a third time around the order? Not that great. We'll get him out of there. Joe Madden seems like he can't wait to get his guy out after the second time through the order just because he feels like that's probably enough, or at least for the middle to bottom of the rotation guys. And there's certain managers, I think Buck Showalter, is kind of gets forced into that situation based on the personnel that he has to deal with. Uh, but a ton of different factors. I hate it. I hate what we saw with Rich Hill not getting to go for that perfect game because you're worried about a blister. I get it. It's justified. Uh, but it's a different game now. And so the innings per start does not surprise me at all. The power game, I think, also has a lot to do with that as well. Uh, we're in record territory for home runs per game. Uh, time looks like 2,000, which, of course, we know what was going on then. But that was the best year for home runs. I think it was 1.7 per game. We're right there again uh, this year right now, which has been incredible. Uh, to see the other thing you put in there as well is effort level. Right, guys are so many guys are max effort now. We see these crazy velocities. Guys train harder. They get much started much earlier in their career, and so here they are now going as hard as they can, as long as they can, which means they actually don't go as long as they used to. <laughs> you mentioned third time through the order. You're a guy who likes to look at the numbers, both the traditional ones and the slightly more advanced. What is it from a pitching perspective, as a former major league pitcher, that you look at now when you're taking a look at a starter when you're about to call a game that you, you really take a deeper look at that might be more unusual than just earned run average wins losses that type of thing yeah i think the numbers now that we have available to us can tell us a little bit of more a little bit more about the guy and so i like to know about his ground ball rate doesn't mean you have to have a high one to be a good pitcher but it tells me a lot about you and who you are and how you're going to work a game uh based on your stuff but based on those rates i also like strikeout rate walk rates as opposed to the actual numbers i remember always believing when i first came up that i was trying to get to two to one it was such a struggle for me because i walked a lot of guys over the course of my career to try to get to that two to one strikeout to walk ratio and if I was able to get there that somehow that was a victory doesn't mean as much what matters is how many guys you're actually walking how many swings and misses are you actually generating how often are you keeping the ball on the ground I think you start to look at all those things and put them together and we get a little bit smarter about how we evaluate pitchers I kind of almost wish I think these guys have an advantage with these numbers too because you can set different goals and different markers that kind of tell you yeah okay your ERA maybe not might not be where you want it to be but let's dig in a little bit deeper and let's really find out what kind of year you're having or what kind of pitcher you are and you can start to look for positive signs or things to build off of as opposed to just you know having a mid-four ERA, which a lot of people would say was terrible. I mean, during my era, offensive numbers were pretty high, especially nowadays as we see a lot of these ERAs coming down. We're smart enough to dig in a little bit further and really try to get the entire story. CJ, it's always great to catch up with you. Thanks for the visit. No, my pleasure, Aaron. And now the week that was, which is actually the winning streak that was, the eight-gamer. This is the week that was. A look back on highlights and events of the Mariners past week. On Mariners Magazine. Here's the pitch. Swing and a fly ball. Deep into center field. Desmond to the track to the wall. Grandma, get up the right bread and mustard. It is grand salami time. Adam Lynn. 3-2 to Kyle. Swing on. Driven deep yeah. to right. Giddy up, baby. Gone. You know, we, we've been battling. You know, Edgar, Edgar gives us a good game plan, and, you know, everybody's getting their work in, and everybody work hard, and everybody cares. So, you know, just continue to grind up. Pitch to Zanino is swung on and clubbed to center field. This is crushed. It is deep. It is gone. See you later, Mike Zanino. Absolutely crushed to center field. A moonshot. 
into this dark night sky. Yeah, it was exactly what we needed. Um, I think this is the best all-around ball game we played in a while. We had a great start. The bullpen did a great job, and we scored enough. And I, I thought we did a great job all around, and uh, it's been how we've been playing the last few games. Swing and a miss, and down he goes. A curveball that had Valencia twisting around like he was in the middle of a hurricane. Felix has been rolling. One ball, two strikes. Here's the pitch to Kyle. Swung on and drilled to right field. This one is crushed. It is way back. It is out of here. Over the wall in right field. Kyle Seeger has done it again. His 28th home run of the season, a career high, and he has extended the Mariners' lead. It is all Mariners. Nine to nothing, M's. You know, this is a lot of fun, and there's a lot of belief here. We're not, we're not stressing. That's, that's a big thing. That's something that's, you know, been pretty refreshing. It's been a fun, it's been a really, you know, clean, enjoyable environment. And, you know, when you, when you're having fun, you're going to play better. And, you know, when you play better, you win. So it works out. The three-two pitch, fastball, strike three, called. Got him looking on the inside corner. The ball game is over. Sugar with a save, and how sweet it is as the Mariners win it three to two over the A's and they sweep Oakland. Real sugar. The pitch to Robbie. Swing and a well-hit ball. Deep to right field. Down the line. Calhoun to the wall. Leaps up. Does he make the catch? It's into the seats. And goodbye baseball. Calhoun can't bring this one back. Robbie Cano with his 33rd home run of the season. And that ties his career high. You know, this is the time where as a hitter, you want to step it up and help the team to win anyway, anyhow, whatever it is. And uh, such a one as, as a hero player, you want to help the team win games. Here's a swing and a fly ball well hit left center field. Mike Trout long run into the gap and this one is gone. Goodbye baseball Ben Gamble with his first home run in the big leagues. You know we play like a team you know put the pieces together and we we fight together you know the pitcher doing the job, great job and different offense and we do everything you know try to find a way to get a that's playing the playoff. And the 3-1 pitch swing and a towering fly ball deep to left field. High into the night and that baby is gone. Goodbye baseball. Just fair down the left field line. Holy smokes. What a blast by Nelson Cruz. The right-handers 1-1 pitch swing and a drive deep to right field. Grandma get out the right right and mustard. It is Grand Salami time. Seth second career grand slam we're just gonna have fun we're gonna we're gonna enjoy it we're gonna keep playing ball and playing our best baseball at the right time and uh, you know as teams get rolling and you know the stakes get a little bit higher we're not looking at it that way we're just playing and, and guys are doing their job the pitch to Ortega swing ground ball to short up of the ball Marte over to Cano for one the relay to first in time and Taiwan Walker has his first shutout in the big leagues and his third complete game he goes all the way and he blanks the Angels tonight. A final score, an 8 nothing win. You know, he uh, gave me chill bumps tonight to, to watch him go through this little transformation and uh, to, to embrace the changes that we thought that he needed to make and get a handle on those things and go out and, and pitch against a pretty good lineup. And he just, every inning, just gained confidence. And, uh, man, I'm just so happy for him. The pitch. Swing, a line drive shot, muscled left field of the small wall, and it is over the fence. Gone home run. Back-to-back nights for Nelson Cruz. One swing has given the Mariners the lead. It's number 37 for Nelson Cruz. 
And it's now 2-1 Mariner. The one nothing pitch. Swing and a pop-up into shallow center field. Going out. Marte coming in. Martin. It is going to be Marte. He makes the catch. And the Mariners have now won eight in a row. See you later.